The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Welcome to Animation Conversation Weekly for July 23rd, 2009. I'm Alan Saxel. And my name is Morten Overly. And we will be guiding you through the show. So today on ACP, we will give you some of our awesome animation news. Will Ashurst has given an excellent review of the DreamWorks Art of Books. So you'll know exactly which ones to buy and which ones to steer clear of. And we will continue our quest to get through the IMDb Top 50 Animated Features. But first, here's the Animation Conversation News. As of the 21st of July, Coraline is now available on DVD and Blu-ray. On AWN, you can read that with the Blu-ray, or both versions actually, you can get Will Chip with the 3D glasses. Um, don't know exactly what the quality is going to be there. What are your thoughts, Ireland? Yeah, what is that all about? Are we going to have to buy new TVs for uh, this uh, Blu-ray? I don't know. I think it's just the glasses, but I'm, I'm kind of scared about the quality. and It's, it's, it's going to be the yeah. red and blue glasses thing. It's going to be cheap, crappy. Uh, the thing they did with the Shrek years ago, do you remember that? They did a special oh, edition gross. of 30 minutes of Shrek. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It's for but kids. anyways, on to the juicy stuff. So on the two discs, first one, there's uh, something they call the U Control on 2D feature. I've never tried this, but um, apparently you can view sets, animatics, and behind-the-scenes clips while watching the movie. Have you ever tried anything like this? It just seems Yeah, I've tried it. Difficult. Um, uh, I haven't tried that specific feature you're talking about, but uh, um, they have similar things on, let's say, the Simpsons DVDs, or you know, you can watch uh, animatics uh, while watching uh, at least parts of a, an episode or stuff like that. Is that something similar? It seems like it. I just hope it's available as a separate part, so you don't have to watch the movie and then or to find the places and start clicking to find the stuff you want to watch. But anyways, there's also another segment uh, with Henry Selick talking with uh, Neil Gaiman about the Coraline universe. Uh, and there's also exclusive online and interactive content that you can um, find online through the Blu-ray. And also the last thing on the first disc is something called The World According to Henrik, where Selick talks about how they adapted the book to a movie and how much he loves Coraline. <laughs> but the second disc is the coolest one by far. This is the stuff okay. that I like. <laughs> there's deleted scenes, mm-hmm. which is always cool. And there's a, a making of. Uh, hopefully, it's hosted by Henry Selick. And hopefully, it's not one of those horrible 90s Disney's behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> where they never actually talk about the behind the scenes stuff. Just about how amazing everything is. Yeah. There's also a, a segment on voicing the characters. 
but also on this, I haven't seen this anywhere else. It's there's a digital copy of the movie that you can copy onto your uh, uh, iPhone or uh, your iTouch or whatever. So you can bring it with you on your subway or the bus. Seems pretty cool. But some some people would say it's blasphemy to um to watch a movie like this on an iPod. But uh, I disagree. But that's not really the point. The point is that uh, you'll be able to uh, have a have a digital copy that you can use on other devices, and that was unheard of like uh, just a year ago. But nowadays they started doing that, and I I think that's pretty cool. They started on actually on um on a Family Guy uh, DVD that came out I think a year ago, and that was the first one to do that. And now they're going to do that on a few DVDs. I think it's great. It's it's nice to be able to bring with you. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, AVN again reports that uh, Futurama may be looking at uh, recasting their voices for um, for the new the new Futurama episodes coming out in two thousand and what was it again? Two thousand ten, eleven. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so um, horses. Of- but they use. Yeah, sorry. The, the I mean, they use as lowering the costs as as a reason for it. But you're a Futurama fan, right? Yeah, I've seen most of it. So, so why why would I mean that sounds like a re- <laughs> what's that going to mean for you as a fan of the show that replacing the voices just due to costs? It seems like the most incredibly bad idea I've ever heard. You know, because <laughs> the, <laughs> the the show isn't amazingly good, but I think the voices are really good and. You know, how would Bender sound if it didn't come from John DiMaggio? Or, I don't know. Uh, this might, may just be a rumor. I don't think, I, I doubt it's going to happen. Maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they replacing just one of them, you know? Maybe uh, one of them didn't want to do it anymore. That's, that's my theory. Cool. Um, so the next segment part, it's not really news as traditional seg, but it's, it's a short movie that someone sent me on YouTube and I, I love it to death. It's called For Sock's Sake. It's by Carlo Vogel or Vogel. Uh, pardon my pronunciation. <laughs> but it's, anyways, it's, it's a student graduation film from CalArts from uh, 2008. Mm. And it's basically about a pair of pants, a dress, and <laughs> two pairs of socks. And then one of the socks gets lost, and the, the rest of the group has to save him. It uh, doesn't sound too exciting. But uh, the animation is insane, and the characters are really, really sweet, and the story is super warm and funny, and uh, I've watched it so many times, and, and I love it to death, and I, I just wanted to spread the spread the message. <laughs> is, th- is this the one with the the pair of socks hanging on the yes, like outside? That's the one. It's I just I love the the the, um, the the character. I mean, they're they're so full of life, and it's just super fun to watch. Yeah, it's really nice. I think all those uh, shorts from CalArts are really proving that uh, there will be a lot of good 2D talent coming in the years to, you know, in the in the years moving moving forward. Uh, did you see the one uh, this kind of this, this scary scary story that was oh, passed around? Oh yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> it was horribly good. I hated it and I loved it, and it was yeah. It's it was and it really scared me. And a lot of it's not very often an animated short does that. No, we should probably put a link to that on in our show notes because I can't actually remember what it's called, but it's uh, it's based on the on the old uh, folk tale or the Brothers Grimm. Uh, um, Hansen, Hansel and Gret- Gretel. Yeah. Hansen Gretel. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll pl- we'll plug both of the shorts on the, the show notes. Yeah, that was I thought that was really great. I, I saw the the socks thing you were talking about too. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't have the the same excitement level as you did, but uh, I thought it was maybe a bit too long. But I I liked the concept <laughs> and I I think it was just a good idea. It's animated socks. Come on, how can you not love it? <laughs> exactly. I thought it was older actually. I I didn't think it was from two thousand and eight. But it might just be the bad, uh, the bad YouTube quality uh, video. Might you know? be, yeah. And it's not done on a computer, so then you know, <laughs> people get uh, what's the word for it? Put off. Oh, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, um, graphics designer Heinz Edelmann. I think that's a German name, isn't it? Uh, who developed the uh, psychedelic look of uh, the Beatles animated 1960s movie Yellow Submarine, died on Tuesday, age 75. Uh, I haven't seen this movie, so I, but I've seen the style. It's, uh, it's certainly, you know, it's uh, it was quite new when it came out. I've only seen the first 20 minutes of it, and um, it's kind of slow. I don't know. Oh. It's, maybe it's... Again, blasphemy to say things like this, but uh, we're not too fond of it. Did you remember to uh, pop some acid before you saw it? No, maybe maybe I should have done that. Yeah. Maybe that's what made the combination is like the ultimate animated feature ever made. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of a funny story. Um, you've seen 2001 uh, Space Odyssey, right? Yeah, I hate the ending. <laughs> I love the ending, but uh, anyways, it uh, sucks. You're you're supposed to pop a pill at this certain time uh, during the movie, so it so it kicks in exactly when the big. Um, the, the <laughs> you're kidding me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone, it's uh, a joke, right? Or maybe the ending actually makes sense then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's supposed to make sense. I think it's just a uh, just a psychedelic trip, and I didn't have to take any acid to watch it when i was a kid i just loved it to death okay we should uh, we should end the new seg- segment and move on to uh, the book review right yes so we were lucky really lucky this week to have uh, a good friend and awesome animator will ashurst give us his opinion on the dreamworks art of books and if you listen to uh, animation conversation like a couple of years ago you might remember will ashurst which I can't, still can't uh, pronounce his name, um, <laughs> uh, was in one of our uh, roundtable discussions. And um, yeah, uh, give it to us, Will. Hi, my name's Will Ashurst. I'm a classically trained animator. Uh, I have experience in 2D and 3D films, as well as adverts, television series, and computer games. I have my own TV show in the UK, uh, which has run for two seasons now. I'm going to have a quick overview of the Art of Dreamworks books which are available now. I won't include some because they've never been published, such as Shark Tale, Over the Hedge and The Road to El Dorado. I also won't include the Ardment books uh, as they are uh, another animation studio entirely. Right, first up is A Prince of Egypt by Charles Solomon, published by Thames and Hudson, and incidentally the only 2D book uh, in this list. In this book, there's some great artwork, uh, some lovely key poses from the animated scenes. The, art, uh, the concept art is, is especially stunning, and uh, the only criticism I can give this book is 
it'd be nice to see some more development art from the characters uh, as they all look very similar to the finished film. The text in here is interesting, insightful. I especially enjoyed the section at the back of the book, which discussed how they changed the face proportions and construction uh, from the Disney templates of the 40s and 50s. Next is Shrek, The Art of the Quest by Kathleen Jones and published by Insight Editions. I was really looking forward to this book as Insight Editions have published some outstanding art of books in recent years. And with three films involved in the Shrek series so far, I was expecting a lot of varying artwork. Sadly, it's a huge disappointment for me. It feels like they couldn't find any of the development work and just put in some quick sketches to fill the book. Some of the drawings are of a of the standard my two-year-old can draw. Having said that, there's a lot of work in here, but it just isn't appealing. And more often than not, there isn't a name of the designer next to the picture or image. I want to like this book, and every time I pick it up, I want to be inspired. But each time I lose interest in the dull concept work and lack of content. I expected a lot more for three films. Next is Madagascar, Escape to Africa by Jerry Beck, and published by Insight Editions. Again, this book covers all the Madagascar films released so far and is one of my favourite art of books, mainly due to the many designs of Craig Kalman. There are so many here. He was responsible for designs in Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab and many of his drawings here are blown up into nice big images and you can really respect the quality of his line and skill. My favourite pages of his are the design poses, especially Gloria and Melman. It is well laid out and lets the drawings take centre stage. And the text is simple and informative and tells how designs and locations came to screen without being too wordy. I can't recommend this book enough if you're a fan of great character design. Next is another book written by Jerry Beck. This one is The Art of Bee Movie. This is a great little book. I really like it. There are so many concept drawings in this book, from chairs to vehicles and the location designs that the honeycomb world are really fun and full of lots of detail. The text is again well done. You come to expect this from Jerry Beck. Also, there are so many character designs in this book. I always find something new when I look through it again. There is an informative story about how Barry, the main character, was becoming difficult to design, and DreamWorks put all the character designers off the projects they were working on to help nail the design of Barry. I still find it bizarre that they ended up with bland, generic-looking B, who looks like a character from a cheap animated insurance advert. Never mind. I really like this book, and it's great to browse whilst you sit on the loo and do your duties. Next is Kung Fu Panda by Tracy Miller and published by Inside Editions. Kung Fu Panda has to be one of the best animated films from DreamWorks and you can see why from this art of book. So much talent and skill has gone into making this film. Each page is equally as stunning as the next. The special mentions must go to the character designs by Nicholas Marley. As in Madagascar book, with Craig Kellerman's designs, they have printed them big to appreciate his skill. And there are so many. Poe's expression sheet is amazing. You must get this book just to see all his work. Another mention must go to the Dream Sequence chapter. There's a lovely double-page spread of the colour keys and location art by Tang Cheng Heng. I hope that's right. It's so beautiful. I still haven't read much of the text so the images are too distracting. One of the best art of books. A real must. And finally, Art of Monsters vs. Aliens by Linda Sunshine. I hadn't read all of this book thoroughly yet as I hadn't seen the film and I don't want to spoil any of the plot or storylines, but the book has the same feel as B-Movie. My favourite section so far has to be the robot designs chapter. There's some great designs by Patrick Hamburger and again Craig Kelman pops up, pops up with some really great designs. 
His design for General Monger reminds me of something you might see in an early Ren and Stimpy episode. This book is well laid out, and like Kung Fu Panda, lets a lot of the images dominate the page. Even though I haven't been through this book thoroughly, this book does look good, and I think I will recommend it. Right, that's your lot. And to summarise, I think the best books here are Kung Fu Panda is the best by far, followed uh, by Madagascar and B-Movie. And Monsters vs. Aliens is good as well, but I can't really comment too much because I haven't gone through it thoroughly. But Shrek I would avoid unless you're a fan of the films. And of course, Prince of Egypt is really nice. It's a nice accompaniment to the film. Thanks for your time. Uh, pass you back to Morton and Erlen, and uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you, Will. Uh, now on to our IMDb Top 50 uh, movies. Um, animated movies, that is. Um, we saw Vampire Hunter D this weekend. In the dark world of tomorrow, when vampires rule the night, from the darkest depths of hell, the ultimate form of evil awakens. This has been difficult for all of us. If you knew my daughter, you'd understand. Her loss is more than this old soul can bear. I'll give you 20 million. It may be too late for her. What then? Just bring her back one way or the other. After the destruction of our world. After the dead stalk the living. After the desire for blood rules all. The only hope left is the one they call D. She's here by her own choice. You kidnapped the girl. Okay, so the the premise or the the story of Vampire Hunter D is um, it's set in the future, uh, in a Western futuristic heavy metal kind of future where um, where there's vampires and they are on the decline, but they still terrorize people. So there's bounty hunters whose um, job is to kill these vampires, and among these bounty hunters, there's a guy or a half breed. He's a half human, half vampire. He's called D. A Dunlop? Who's a... Right? A Penelope, yes. And Pen- I never remembered the, uh, the name, but yes, that's the, Dun- the name Dun- for Dunpeel. The, uh... He's a Dunpeel. Dunpeel. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's the half-breeds, the Dunpeel. Yep. Anyways, so there's a girl who gets uh, kidnapped from a rich family by this uh, mega vampire German called Maya Link. And his father contracts or contacts D and this rival group of bounty hunters... And it's basically a race to retrieve her from um, from this vampire, Maya Link. Um, yes, so um, uh, it's very detailed, the drawings, it's uh, and they're really beautiful. Uh, some scenes I thought were really, really sweet and are really well done. And there's a lot of clever ideas and um, there's some funny characters and there's some funny moments in the movie. It took me like 10, 15 minutes to kind of get into it. Um it, it and I it thought took, it was. It took me about an hour to get into it. That, that was that was my <laughs> problem. <laughs> we forgot to mention that it's it's a it's a Japanese anime, uh, and it, what we saw was the American DVD version, which came out in two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised it's on the top fifty list mm-hmm. at IMDb. Um, but I can. But it was all right. I can definitely understand that. Like if you, if you're into the if you're into uh, anime movies 
and you're into the vampire thing, and I, I know a lot of people that are, uh, this is really going to be, be a movie you're going to love because uh, it's got all the elements and it's incredibly detailed and complex. Like the animation is really beautiful and, and it looks like well, a, a really beautifully drawn comics book, right? But that's exactly the thing. I mean, and that's one of the things that kind of put me off a bit. It's is like visual the porn. Drawings... <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> over the top. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's over the top. It's really over the top. But but that's the thing with the, the illustrations or the drawings being that detailed. The animation kind of suffers from it a bit, I think, because you can't. Yeah. It's hard to uh, to give the same detail in the animation with such complex drawings, and it's yeah. the, the animation is really limited. And it's like you say, it's it's kind of like looking at a a comic book with moving yeah. pictures in a sense. And they they uh, a lot of the time the time they hold frames for often up to like five seconds of just the same frame. But it kind of works with the with those holds with the drawings being that detailed. Uh, and some of the, as I said, some of the scenes I thought were really beautiful, and it does have a few surprises in there. And uh, as Alan says, if you're into that kind of genre as it i think it it probably is then I, you should probably give it a go but if you're not then there's a lot of other movies that i <laughs> definitely put in front of that one but did you really think the animation was limited I, yes i, I thought extremely. i thought it was really great at times no, I, I don't know what to say i mean it's it's um i think some of the the, the facial stuff was really at times freaky because the drawings being that detailed and there's all these lines going on and <clears throat> yeah it just kind of put me off sometimes yeah. and other times again it's it's um, I, I thought it was amazing it really does change a lot uh but as a as a whole movie the or a whole uh, not my cup of tea because <laughs> i think <laughs> you really have, you have to see a few manga movies or uh is it is it called anime movies i don't know what, what's the difference anime, yeah manga is the, the is, comic is books style? and anime is the animation oh i i didn't even know that you know but <laughs> i it's a good thing we have this podcast so at least someone learns exactly let's uh, educate <laughs> ourselves um uh I just uh, thought th this this universe. I don't know much about this universe. That that's what that was my first thought. And I I actually saw half the movie before I realized that noble nobles were the vampires because they they were referring <laughs> to the nobles all the time. And I thought they were like uh, <laughs> that they were the humans. Rich people. So yeah, something like that. <laughs> and and the, the dun peels. What the hell are what's a, what's a dun peel? I had no idea. I had to look it up <laughs> in the urban dictionary. Yeah, sounds like a fruit. Yeah, so that really put me off, and also, um, I know I know that the the Japanese uh, communicate more with their eyes, so they have like large eyes, and you know, uh, but it really puts me off that they don't really have any facial expressions. They, but they have usually, yeah, it's true. They have the same one, extreme. especially the main character. But he's like ice cold and yeah. super cool, knows everything. Yeah, and when they when they smile, you can't really see that they smile because they they. Presumably, they smile with their eyes or something. I have no idea. But there, I forgot to mention, there's there's some really really cool character designs in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. And and there's this really sweet scene. Um, not giving away too much, but um, they'll die. D the the <laughs> half breeds. Yeah, I can never remember the name. The 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 fruit name that you, you Don Peels. Don Peel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, he goes to the this village to buy a horse. And, yeah, that's um, a good scene. He, yeah. he gets stopped by the cops or the sheriff in town, and the guy who's selling the horse saves him because he was saved by the Dunpeel in 
when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I thought that scene was really sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was there were some really nice moments there. I was just confused by the the Dunpeels and the nobles and the, <laughs> the nobles and the vampires and the <laughs> humans and the... you, you should you should try watching the whole movie from start to finish. Yeah, you never talked about why you never watched the movies from start to finish. So uh, you have yeah, to give I us actually the did. It was just like I I just fell off I, I, <laughs> the wagon. <laughs> you know, I, after an hour, I, I still wasn't. I, I I didn't understand what was happening. So. So it didn't really interest you or grab you all that much. I don't care about vampires. That's I think that's the main problem. <laughs> and the facial expression. Fair enough. Thing. Fair enough. Okay, we should we should uh, end this. We should um, wrap this up. Are we giving it a great grade like we did last time? Oh no, we could just say where we would put it, like uh, okay, with Porco but, Rosso and okay. South Park. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll put it in between. Just just right in between. I think it's uh, it's. A more visually appealing movie, and it's just really great craftsmanship. Uh, so that's why I'm putting it above South Park, but it's Ow. not as great as great a movie as uh, Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. Well, <clears throat> I don't think it comes as any surprise, but um, this one's going. It's your to number the one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my number fifty so far. I'm sorry. <laughs> we actually do kind of agree. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about about it at all, but I, I thought it was pretty uh, awesome looking. That's true, yeah, it is. So next week, Kiriku and the sources, yeah. source, sources. Have you seen it? No, ne- neither have I. I haven't seen it either, so this is going to be exciting. Yes. Now, imagine every great taste in the world being combined into infinite combinations of tastes that no one has tried yet. Discoveries to be made. Uh huh. You lost me again. But that was interesting. So the only uh, thing left is to round up this week's ACP. Um, A big thanks to Will for helping us out. And we'll be back next week with more news and animation-related stuff. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot com slash A-C-P. Yes. And you can be the first to leave us a, a voicemail on Skype. <laughs> Our username <laughs> Our username is, uh, is still Animation Conversation. And also we have a link for that on the website. Please, please be the first to leave us a voicemail and uh, we'll, we'll uh, play it on, uh, on, the, on the show. If you feel we are doing a, a good job uh, and you want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site. Ching. Um, you can mail us at feedback at animationconversation.com for tips. Also read the show notes where we put all the links related to this show. And uh, our web address is, as always, animationconversation.com. And that is it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly. And until next time, have fun and animate. (laughs) Bye-bye.